Hello, and welcome to Obedient Love. I'm Viola Strepsada Volturine, your DS relationship trainer. Today, I'd like to discuss communication. And in particular, I'd like to talk about communication styles and techniques that lend themselves best to successful long-term DS relationships. So this episode is for those who are already in a femdom DS relationship or who wish to know how to navigate once they're finally in one. So listen up. I'm about to resolve some of the most common conflicts femdoms face with their subs and vice versa. First, we need to establish the framework on which a DS relationship is based. And for this, I'm going to refer to some writing done by several very clear-thinking authors on this topic. First, Ms. Rika, whose series of books on the subject of full-time DS relationships should be required reading for anyone interested in making this into a lifestyle. I've read both Uniquely Rika, where she talks about her personal DS dynamic and how she set up her own loving and functional relationship, and Uniquely Us, where she gives examples of how others manage it. Ms. Rika points out that most good DS relationships have two parts. First is the foundational relationship, and that's exactly what it sounds like. It's the basic relationship of love and respect between any set of partners, no matter what their lifestyle. Just because you are in a mistress and slave relationship does not mean you forego the human need for connection, intimacy, and caring. The fantasy of being with a woman who doesn't give a shit about you is usually just a fantasy. If your dom did not care for you, you'd just be an annoyance to her and it wouldn't last. She'd want you gone. Or at very least you'd be trampled in ways that are not fun or good or healthy for you in any way. That's also known as an abusive relationship. I don't want the subs listening to me to be in abusive relationships. I want to see you in functional DS dynamics inside loving relationships. Your dom has to enjoy having you around and care about your well-being. You can be viewed and treated as an object if you like it that way, but you still deserve an owner who values and takes good care of her objects. And if a sub didn't care for his dom, well, he'd be the worst sub one could imagine. Why devote your life to someone you don't care about? The best DS relationships are built on love, trust, a general respect for the needs of the other person, and clear communication. That's the foundational relationship. On top of that relationship, the second part, the DS dynamic, can be built. Through the DS dynamic, the sub-surrender can deepen in very satisfying and life-changing ways. The DS dynamic is created in the rules by which the relationship runs. It's the contract, whether written or just agreed upon verbally, the glue keeping the dom and sub together. The foundational relationship is your love for each other, and the DS dynamic is the way in which you express that love in ways that make both of you feel good and right. So, since we've established that the foundational relationship involves respect for each partner's needs, what are these needs as expressed and fulfilled through the DS dynamic? For the submissive, it is usually the need to have their role openly acknowledged by the dominant. Typically, he will want to be seen by his dominant as the servant, the slave, the one who has given up all control and has little to no say. 
Some want to be viewed as objects to be used, as I said, or as minions, and I don't mean the cute little yellow animated critters, but an underling devoted entirely to serving someone powerful and important. The stereotype in BDSM circles is that subs seek lots and lots and lots of attention. That's why subs act out sometimes. But I would say it's not attention, but acknowledgement and reinforcement of their role that subs really need. And they need it on a regular basis. And they need it in multiple ways, which I'll talk about in a bit. So a dom's responsibility is quite frankly to consistently remind the sub that he's lower in rank and to graciously accept his submission, knowing that she deserves to have a sub who strives to make her happy. Her role is to be clear about what makes her happy, and ladies, this does require some introspection because as women, we're accustomed to having our wishes ignored. Dominant ladies, your role is to expect him to cater to that, to let your wishes be known in a straightforward manner, and let the submissive know when he is, and is not, fulfilling those wishes to your satisfaction. Now, that may sound simple, but believe me from experience, it can be exhausting to consistently expect someone else to live up to your standards without caving and just giving up on them. Men need to be trained, and that training takes effort. I think this is true of all submissives, but i found men in particular need lots of repetition. And it can be tedious, but every relationship requires effort, so that's nothing new. A DS relationship, though easier in many ways, does take work from both partners. The sub's responsibility in the dynamic is to really listen to his dom's wants and needs and preferences, and do all he can humanly do to make sure her expectations are met. If you crave being in the subjugated role, you must be a good subject. Be humble and really strive to please. Otherwise, the whole thing falls apart and it makes nothing but boring work for your dominant. She'll get burned out really fast on having to correct you around every corner. Ask yourself if your desire to serve is really a desire to serve or is it really all about you? Is it about you wanting her to tie you up, humiliate you, and beat you? Do you want to be told you're a bad boy and have her be mean to you? Well, of course you do. You probably wouldn't be listening to my podcast if that wasn't at least part of the appeal. But if you want to take this to a new level, if you want a DS lifestyle full-time, you're going to have to work at leaving fantasy mode and getting real. Key Barrett writes about the internal motivations for leading a female-led lifestyle in his book, Surrender, Submit, Serve Her. He knows that it takes a change of mindset to go from wanting to bottom to a hot dominatrix to really wanting to be in a long-term, serious, submissive role to your partner. It takes a sincere wish to make your partner happy and to be the best submissive you can be so that she is pleased. Being a submissive partner is 100% about making her life easier and more pleasurable, not about getting your masochistic fantasies fulfilled. And if, from the love of the foundational relationship, your dominant wants to make you happy too by incorporating kinky play, then that should be her choice. But it should never be expected of her. If you're lucky, she'll be kinky and sadistic just like me, or somewhat like me, and you'll get the fetishy fantasies fulfilled without ever having to ask. 
but first you have to adjust your core motivator. Change your mindset from doing what you do to get kink out of your dominant to being the best sub that you can be. As a man, you're likely brought up to think that sex is something men want and women give. It's talked about as getting lucky or getting laid. The traditional way of seeing sexuality leaves out women's desires completely, which is a shame because we can be horny beasts. It also puts you on the consumer end of a transactional encounter. And sex should, in my opinion, not be unintentionally transactional. I mean, if you're paying for it, that's one thing. But your dominant partner should not be a service provider. For people like me, and probably like you, the kinky stuff is our sex. Even if no penetration or even genital contact happens, it's physical. It's those endorphins pumping. It's erotic. And there are plenty of professional sex workers who can give you that intense experience of sexual submission. But when it comes to the realm of a full-time DS relationship, we need to leave that transactional mentality behind. Your intrinsic motivation to please must be front and center. In a consensual, long-term DS dynamic, you have both agreed that her needs, her wants, and her pleasure take absolute priority. That is the framework. This is for real. It's not a game. Your thoughts should always be on how to best please her and not on how to get your fetishes serviced. Ms. Rika talks about the fun, sadistic, and masochistic stuff in a different light. Kinky fun is a treat. It's not a reward or a punishment. Any psychologist worth their salt will tell you that behaviorism, aka the use of rewards and punishments, is the least effective form of psychological molding or behavior modification. It's fun, and it may help a slave maintain the right mindset when needed, but you aren't going to get real and lasting psychological change from such a system. It's superficial. And the truth is, if you're a dominant giving a submissive the pain or humiliation he craves, how can you ever tell if it's a reward or a punishment, really? So, if you think you're getting sexy time if you're a good boy, drop that notion now. If you think if you act up and become resistant or a brat, you'll get that lashing you've been dreaming of, stop right now, kill that idea. That works for a play scene or a transactional encounter, like I said, but that does not work if you want this to last as a long-term serious DS relationship. You will please her whether or not you're getting what you want or what you fantasize about, because that is the framework. That is the contract. That's the explicit agreement in a DS dynamic. Her wants are the most important part of your life together. Now, those of you who follow my household at cathexishouse.com may be utterly confused at this point because you know that I use a demerit system and I punish my boys when they displease me. But you must understand my motivation behind this. It is to indulge our mutual kinks. I do that stuff because I get off on playing with my power in sadistic ways. I'm a sadist, and I deliberately set up ways for me to play with my sadism. I thoroughly enjoy humiliating and giving pain. And if that's something that excites you, then best find a sadist who will enjoy it as I do. Still, even so, I don't need to bind or paddle or cane or cut or whip 
in order for my boys to obey and strive to please me. That's not our deal. Even if I stopped enjoying that kind of play, they would still be required to serve and obey. But I do enjoy it. It's my form of sexual expression. Whether or not my slave has demerits, I'm still going to be giving him pain on a regular basis. That's just my way, and that's why these particular subs chose me to serve. Also, my use of demerits is quite simply a tool for communication. If I turn to him and say three demerits, he knows he has displeased me. If I look at him and say ten demerits, he knows he really fucked up. That's the shorthand I have chosen to be clear in my communication. If you look at things from the perspective of their driving motivation, it all makes more sense. And in DS, it's always helpful to look at the motives. As a dominant lady, knowing what you know about your sub, you may feel like playing with him in ways that he likes because you wish to see him happy too. That stems from the loving foundational relationship though, and not from the DS dynamic. This seems counterintuitive, but that's true. And if you are like me, you engage in kinky play because you're kinky and you feel like it. It makes you feel more powerful or you just love to see his reaction. Not because he's earned it, not because he's a bad boy who deserves punishment or because he did as you wanted and is being rewarded for good behavior. Let's get this straight. You as the dominant are in charge. Your wants and needs are the main concern and he should always strive to please you regardless of whether or not his fantasies are being fulfilled. That's how it works. All you owe your submissive, your entire responsibility in this relationship is to one, acknowledge and accept his submission. Two, to be clear what you want. And three, clearly let him know when he's doing it right and doing it wrong. That's it. You need not feel obligated to do anything else aside from enjoy him and enjoy your life together. It's your world now. He just lives in it. For the sub, the only way to approach this is from the perspective that kink is a way to play together. And when she wants to play, you get to play. Not because you did all your chores, you should be doing those whether or not you are punished or rewarded. Kinky play is a gift to you, given only when she really wants to give it. No expectations. This is why I require that my boys thank me when I beat them. That kind of attention is a treat for them, given because I love them and we equally enjoy it. Okay, so now that that framework is clear, it's time to move on to how to best communicate to avoid conflict in a loving relationship with a full-time DS dynamic. I think one thing that's absolutely essential is that you have some established avenues of communicating when something is not feeling right, or even when things are going really well. Some people will call it porch time or couch time. For me, it's long walks with my boys. It's a relaxed, regular check-in time where you can speak openly and set protocol aside for a bit. I also use journaling. I have my subs journal to me daily, just speaking openly about what they are thinking and feeling. I'll sometimes respond and often I'll use this input to direct their training. A dominant needs to keep her finger on the pulse of the relationship. She needs to continually reaffirm consent 
and know how her actions and expectations are being received. Without this feedback, misunderstandings can and will happen. I recommend you send your dominant an email or a text message, either every morning or every night, and really express your inner world to her. Get used to being vulnerable and keep doing it, even if she doesn't respond directly to every message. Trust that she's reading what you write and taking it to heart. And doms, read what your sub is writing and use that info to understand how to further guide him in the right direction. Subbies, if you find it's been a long time since your dom has felt like playing with you and you miss it, then by all means do check in. Without implying any pressure, make sure she's feeling content and relaxed and ask her if she ever thinks about playing with you and if she enjoys playing with you. Let her know you miss it without ever asking for anything specific. If you have fantasies about her, you may include those in your journals. It might just be the erotic inspiration she needs to rev up her engines again. And feel free to make your journals into love letters at times when you're feeling particularly devoted and appreciative. You have no idea how good positive feedback feels to a dominant. We are taking on a role that's not typical, and no matter how confident we are, we do sometimes feel unsure. The other author I wanted to mention in regard to communication styles in DS is Ingrid Bellamar. Now, there's some controversy as to whether she was real. Uh, She was a Swedish woman who lived in Holland, and there are those who don't believe that she actually existed and that she's uh, just... uh, come out of the imagination of a submissive, which um, a lot of dominant writers, dominant female writers are accused of until otherwise proven that they're, that they do exist. But I'm going on the assumption that she did exist and that she died as we found out recently in 2010. Ingrid Bellamar, I may have mentioned her before. In her book, Owning and Training a Male Slave, she gives the dominant woman clear advice on how to communicate with a submissive man. First, you have to know what you want. Now, this may be a tall order at first, and dominant women, you may need to spend some time contemplating what you truly and genuinely want and what makes you happy. After you know what you want, you need to state it clearly and in no uncertain terms. Remember, it's a command and not a request. If you want something done in a specific way, you say so. And you will need to say so more than once. Remember, submissive men need things repeated to them in order to absorb it. Bellamar goes so far as to create drills where she has a slave repeat a task over and over and over and over until he's perfected it to her liking. Now, this may be a little too intense and time-consuming for some dominance, but I'm certain that it does save time in the long run. Ingrid says you get what you allow, so you need to let the sub know in no uncertain terms when something is acceptable or unacceptable. Nagging should be taken off the table entirely. A sub will inevitably fail to live up to your expectations sometimes, and it should be enough to tell him that you are not pleased and demand that he correct the mistake. If sub and dom find themselves engaged in a situation where the dom is nagging and needing to remind and cajole the sub, the sub is failing badly in his duties, and you have fallen into a vanilla dynamic. The two of you will need a reminder of what the rules of engagement are and what you've agreed to. You need to review the relationship contract. 
And for the subbies, I want to make something crystal clear. Complaining is DS relationship poison. Whining, complaining, and resisting doing a task when and how your mistress commands it will be a drag on her dominant energy. You risk draining her and her interest in maintaining the DS dynamic if you make things too frustrating for her. You're failing her each and every time you complain. Remember the couch time I mentioned and the journals and the walks? There's a time and a place to voice your concern or an issue that you're having. There's a way to let her know you feel stretched too thin, for example. In the moment when you're told to do something is not that time. Moaning about having to do something to make your mistress happy is not acceptable behavior and you may be causing your DS dynamic to deteriorate. Do you want to lose the dynamic and end up being an average couple? If not, then do not grumble and complain like an average man. Everyone gets in a bad mood or gets tired now and then, but you need to keep in mind your top priority in life. That is to please your mistress. Even if it feels like a sacrifice or a pain, that is what you signed up for. Keep the framework always at the front of your mind. Do not sour your partner on the whole arrangement by being a big baby. You want her to be dominant and commanding, so let her be dominant and commanding. Negative feedback, just like positive feedback, can really affect her confidence. Support her in finding her assertiveness and don't impede that. So what are some ways to always remind ourselves of the DS dynamics so we don't lapse into the boring, typical problems of boring, typical couples? First, you can create a pledge. It can be a few sentences or a few paragraphs that a sub is forced to memorize and then repeat at certain specific times or on cue as needed. Secondly, you can have a written contract and review it in any time of tension or conflict. Having the rules and goals of your relationship agreed upon and unmistakably spelled out is a great tool. And you can modify this contract over time if it no longer fits, but you'll always know that you're both on the same page. Daily rituals, like kissing your feet every morning and every night, are sweet reminders of his place as well. As a dominant, you can find little easy ways of putting him back in his place quickly. I find that grabbing a boy by the balls and squeezing hard while asking him who makes the rules is immediately effective in snapping him back into his submissive mindset if he shows resistance. A little pat on the butt, kiss on the cheek, and a nibble on the ear when he's pleased you has a similar effect. A subtle signal that he's on the right track. Allowing him to kneel and press his face into your crotch for a moment is both a reminder of your dominance and an erotic trigger to realign his attitude. Even just a quick, sharp slap to the face can be just the thing to snap him out of the mundane world and back into service. Figure out what does it for your sub, and subs let your dom know when something she does gets you back into the right headspace to be her good and obedient little subby again. Give her the keys to drive you into surrender. All of this from the outside might seem a little contrived, but it makes it easier to stick to the rules of engagement and avoid conflict. Do what feels the most fitting and natural to you and your partner. And always, always remember you're doing this because you want it. If it stops being satisfying or fulfilling, you need to stop and reevaluate if this kind of relationship is really for you. 
There's always a way to work out individual issues and maintain both the loving foundational relationship and the DS dynamic. But don't let things become so contrived that it becomes a total bore. Remember why you're here. You chose this. It's the life you wanted for yourself. Remember why you want it and how it makes you feel. Ongoing consent from both sides is an absolute requirement to make things work in the long term. So, just to review, dominance, your role is to accept and openly acknowledge his submission, to be clear about what pleases you, and to let him know when he succeeds and fails at doing so. Know that there are no other expectations of you, and be confident in asserting your wants, your needs, your whims. It's what he lives for. Submissives, your job is to do all you can to please her without complaint. Make sure she's relaxed and her life is made easier so that she will be inspired to play and want to engage with you in the ways that you both enjoy. And both of you are responsible for communicating. This is done verbally through your regular relaxed talks together, in writing through journals, contracts, and love letters, and through subtle actions, rituals, and reaffirmations of her power and control. So check out the links for the very good books that I mentioned here, and they go into much more depth on all of these topics. In the meantime, enjoy your very special, uniquely intimate, and unusual relationship, and as always, stay kinky.